Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 30th day of January. Winding it down, we're real close to coming to the end. And we'll do that together. It's so good to be here with you. Uh, if you're new, welcome. If you just found your way here, welcome. Uh, welcome to the global campfire, is what we like to call it. And in the winter months, we got the fire going keeping warm and cozy, and there's coffee. We will always have coffee here at our home and at the Daily Audio Bible. Coffee is, uh, of course, a favorite for Brian and I, and I guess the point is uh, get comfortable. Whatever it is that allows you this space to listen and to not only listen but to hear and to hopefully have an open heart and no defense so that God can speak and do what it is that he longs to do in all of us. That is the goal, to change within and to grow in deeper intimacy with the creator of our hearts. We're starting a brand new book today as we have turned the page. We're in the book of Exodus, chapters one, two, and three. And this week we're reading the New English Translation we finished the story of Joseph and the reclamation of wholeness through relationship with the very people that left him for dead out of jealousy and envy for him. We saw a beautiful act of forgiveness and caring for them in their time of need instead of reaching toward the thing that so many of us do in hopes to inflict pain to cause people to suffer that have hurt us. This is why it's important to heal the things within us, whether people intend to harm us or they do intend to harm us. It's our responsibility to heal. And then we can reach towards things like compassion, forgiveness, kindness, and care and leave justice and revenge in the hands of the only righteous judge and that is God so we're into a brand new story a brand new book let's jump in Exodus chapter 1 these are the names of the sons of Israel who entered Egypt each man with his household entered with Jacob Reuben Simeon Levi and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All the people who were directly descended from Jacob numbered 70. But Joseph was already in Egypt, and in time, Joseph and his brothers, and all that generation died. The Israelites, however, were fruitful, increased greatly, multiplied, and became extremely strong, so that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, who did not know about Joseph, came to power over Egypt. He said to his people, Look at the Israelite people, more numerous and stronger than we are. Come, let's deal wisely with them. Otherwise, they will continue to multiply, and if a war breaks out, they will ally themselves with our enemies and fight against us and leave the country. 
So they put foremen over the Israelites to oppress them with hard labor. As a result, they built Pitom and Remesis as store cities for Pharaoh. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more they multiplied and spread. As a result, the Egyptians loathed the Israelites, and they made the Israelites serve rigorously. They made their lives bitter by hard service with mortar and bricks, and by all kinds of service in the fields. Every kind of service the Israelites were required to give was rigorous. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra, and the other Pua, when you assist the Hebrew women in childbirth, observe at the delivery. If it is a son, kill him, but if it is a daughter, she may live. But the midwives feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. For the Hebrew women are vigorous. They give birth before the midwife gets to them. So God treated the midwives well, and the people multiplied and became very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he made households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, All sons that are born you must throw into the river, but all daughters you may let live. A man from the household of Levi married a woman who was a descendant of Levi. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a healthy child, she hid him for three months. But when she was no longer able to hide him, she took a papyrus basket for him and sealed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and set it among the reeds along the edge of the Nile. His sister stationed herself at a distance to find out what would happen to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself by the Nile while her attendants were walking alongside the river. And she saw the basket among the reeds. She sent one of her attendants, took it, opened it, and saw the child, a boy, crying. And she felt compassion for him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get a nursing woman for you from the Hebrews so that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Yes, do so. So the young girl went and got the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse him for me, and I will pay your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, Because I drew him from the water. In those days, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and observed their hard labor, and he saw an Egyptian man attacking a Hebrew man, one of his own people. He looked this way and that and saw that no one was there, and then he attacked the Egyptian and concealed the body in the sand. When he went out the next day, there were two Hebrew men fighting. So he said to the one who was in the wrong, Why are you attacking your fellow Hebrew? The man replied, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Are you planning to kill me like you killed that Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid, thinking, Surely what I did has become known. When Pharaoh heard about this event, he sought to kill Moses. So Moses fled from Pharaoh and settled in the land of Midian, and he settled by a certain well. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters, 
And they came and began to draw water and fill the troughs in order to water their father's flock. When some shepherds came and drove them away, Moses came up and defended them and then watered their flock. So when they came home to their father rule, he asked, Why have you come home so early today? They said, An Egyptian man rescued us from the shepherds, and he actually drew water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughters, So where is he? Why in the world did you leave the man? Call him so that he may eat a meal with us. Moses agreed to stay with the man, and he gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses in marriage. When she bore a son, Moses named him Gershom, for he said, I have become a resident foreigner in a foreign land. During that long period of time, the king of Egypt died and the Israelites groaned because of the slave labor. They cried out, and their desperate cry because of their slave labor went up to God. God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the Israelites, and God understood. Now Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to the mountain of God, to Horeb. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a bush. He looked, and the bush was ablaze with fire, but it was not being consumed. So Moses thought, I will turn aside to see this amazing sight. Why does the bush not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from within the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, Here I am. God said, Do not approach any closer. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. He added, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I have come down to deliver them from the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up from the land to a land that is both good and spacious, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the region of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now, indeed, the cry of the Israelites has come to me, and I have also seen how severely the Egyptians oppressed them. So now go, and I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, or that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He replied, Surely I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that I have sent you. When you bring the people out of Egypt, you and they will serve God at this mountain. Moses said to God, If I go to the Israelites and tell them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What should I say to them? God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, You must say this to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, You must say this to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial from generation to generation. 
Go and bring together the elders of Israel and tell them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, appeared to me, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I have attended carefully to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt, and I have promised that I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. The elders will listen to you, and then you and the elders of Israel must go to the king of Egypt and tell them, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. So now, let us go, three days' journey into the wilderness, so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go, not even under force. So I will extend my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders that I will do among them, and after that he will release you. I will grant this people favor with the Egyptians, so that when you depart, you will not leave empty-handed. Every woman will ask her neighbor, and the one who happens to be staying in her house for items of silver and gold, and for clothing, you will put these articles on your sons and daughters. Thus, you will plunder Egypt. Please meet Moses. Moses is the next uh, pillar in the Old Testament reading. Why is Moses so important? So up till now, we have seen the sons of the fathers of the pillars of the men that God entered into covenant with through a direct line. Moses is born unto Levi, one of the future 12 tribes of Israel and the significant part of Moses' story. And this story is that he dodges a genocide that took place to control the population so that the Israelites would stop overpopulating the Egyptian people. And so his life is spared. Shout out to the midwives, by the way, who recognizes the strength of another woman and says, we're not messing with them. And not only that, but clearly obey God as well. And so we meet Moses and we quite quickly see Moses on a mission. And we also see something so beautiful today worth pointing out that as God explains to Moses, instructs Moses what to say to the people, God answers Moses, who do I tell them that this is coming from? And God, who is able to do exceedingly more than we can ask or imagine, does not define himself by his doing, but he defines himself by his being. I am that I am. Let's just take those two words and separate them from anything else. I am. I guess you could look at this from two different angles that tells us absolutely nothing or that tells us absolutely everything. We have read other stories uh, where people have defined God or they've named him or they have called him something. And in this instance, God reveals himself to Moses as I am that I am. Try
try to just sit with that term for a second, that explanation. If someone asks you, so tell me about yourself. I am that I am. And listen, this is God speaking for himself, so I'm not even going to try to translate that or pull that apart, but it can mean so many different things to so many of us because we are all so vastly different, which is the intention behind the creator of the vastly different species of humanity. So we'll pause there today. We'll turn the page and see how the story progresses after meeting Moses. Jesus, thank you for this time together here. Thank you, God, that we get to know you and hear you call yourself, I am that I am. And that may mean so many different things to so many different people. And yet we have the beauty of carrying those differences and worshiping you for who you are. And I pray that we would know you in a way for who you are and not just for what you do or what you can do or what you should do for us, but may we all come to know you as I am that I am. We worship you. Lead us into all truth, I pray. I pray this all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. That's the website. Take a look around if you have not, if you would like to partner with us. Thank you so much to each and every single one of you for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. We are extremely grateful we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, D-A-B, P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174, or utilizing that mobile app, hit the Give icon up at the top right-hand corner. And lastly, look for the Give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164, or utilizing the mobile app again, uh, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological, and it'll get to the right place. That's it for me today. We'll turn the page together tomorrow as we continue to learn about Moses and as we continue to deepen our relationship with God. I'm Jill. Until tomorrow. Love one another. Hello, good morning, DBC. Good morning. Uh, my name is Lovelyn and I'm calling in from France. And I'm calling in to pray with thousands and thousands and people that is praying and has, that has prayed for Tina, that called that uh, someone should reach out to her so that she will not end her life. So now, my sister, I want you to know that we're praying for you. We are here for you. For you to call and say you need this prayer is a sign that you are you are a child of God and you have a total trust in God and you believe in the power of prayer and that prayer we are going to pray 
when Haggai, the, the, the servant of uh, Sarai, was uh, pregnant, no, when she has had the child and she went away with the child and there was no water and she left the child somewhere to die. And she said, I can't watch the child die. And the Lord, the angel of the Lord come to her and Haggai said, I have seen the Lord that sees me, Eroi. I want you to know a Roy is with you. That is the Lord that sees you. He knows what you're going through. He knows where you are. He knows the state of your heart. And we're saying, a Roy, locate our sister and comfort her. Holy Spirit of God will hand her over to you. When we don't know what to pray, you give us all trance. I don't even know what to say, but give utterance right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, comfort her. You are our great, you are our comforter. Comfort our sister and assure her there is hope again. Tina, there is hope and the Lord will. Hey, DABC. It's Refined by the Fire in Ohio. I apologize uh, for my cold, but um, I just felt the need to call in. We have so many people hurting from loss and a few callers just being vulnerable about their mental health. And I just wanted to take a minute to pray. Lord, I thank you for this community where we can come together, that we can share the emotions that sometimes the world doesn't want to acknowledge. But Lord, you see our pain you know our hurts, and you never look away from us. You hold us and you carry us, and down the road, you use those very things to help um, turn around and give courage to other people, Lord. It prepares us for the road that lies ahead of us, and I thank you that you never waste the pain, but you never rush the pain either that you sit with us as long as we need. Lord, I lift up each of these people as their hearts cry out to you. I pray that they would know that they are not alone, that they are loved, and they are always seen. Guys, I'm out here praying for each of you, and I will check in soon. Love you. Good morning. This is Carol from Indiana, and I'm calling to pray for Dina, the truck driver. Dina, I have no idea what you're going through, sister, but I will be lifting you up in prayer each and every day. Dina, you are important. You are loved. You are special. And Dina, there are so many people that are praying for you right now. Sister, lean in. Lean in tight as we hug you, as we pray for you. Our great God, please be with Dina your comforting arms around her as we gather around her at this global campfire, Lord. I feel your love, your presence, your grace, and your mercy. Nothing is too big for our God, Dina. Amen. We love you, sister.